This morning, our word, the scripture, comes from Matthew 4, 12 through 25, if you'd like to follow along. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left their boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. So his fame spread throughout all of Syria, and they brought to him all the sick, those who were afflicted with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, and paralytics, and he cured them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee, the Decapolis, and Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. This is the word of the Lord. John is the last of the old prophets and the first of the gospel preachers. When John is removed from the scene at the beginning of this text, he's put in prison. It was a theological clue that the messianic age is coming. When John is imprisoned, Jesus starts to further arise in his leadership role, and he starts to usher in the kingdom of heaven. Perhaps it took John to getting out of the way for Jesus to gain full authority in the eyes of those who would listen and follow him. Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near, which is the same message that John the Baptist preached in Matthew 3, 2. There is fluidity and continuity to their message and their ministry, a partnership showing that they were of one accord with their congruent message. John is forewarning of the kingdom coming, and Jesus is there to solidify that message, saying, I am bringing this new kingdom. It is happening through and in me. It really is the inauguration of his ministry in word and deed. We will hear more later on what the kingdom of, of heaven looks like throughout the book of Matthew in Jesus' teachings. But now we know this kingdom will change everything and that it turns us to repent. It is a call for a moral reorientation, and it's a change of direction. Speaking of change of direction, this is exactly what Jesus calls four of the 12 disciples Peter, Andrew, James, and John, to do in verses 18 through 22. Other than a brief mention of calling Matthew, 
the tax collector in Matthew 9.9, this is the only time Jesus speaks to how he procured his disciples. The rest of the disciples just show up in Matthew 10, 1 through 4. These four disciples were the first ones called, and it's noteworthy to recognize that there were two sets of brothers. Peter and Andrew as brothers, and James and John as the other set, emphasizing the importance of family relationships. After the importance of family relationships is mentioned, the importance of career is mentioned. They are fishermen, actively feeding not only themselves, but feeding the community around them. Their role when Jesus calls them to follow him is to feed people spiritually. Jesus speaks their language in terms that they can understand. Their new calling would be to fish for people. Matthew emphasizes their swift response to Jesus. Immediately they left their boats. Would our response to Jesus' calling upon us be just as swift? Would we see the need and realize just as quickly that Jesus' calling to do his work is really all that matters? Jesus calls us from the midst of our family relationships and from the midst of our work world to new relationships and to a new vocation. A few months ago, I listened to a podcast of Nona Jones's amazing story, not to be confused with the famous singer-songwriter Nora Jones. She has a traumatic upbringing. Her father died before she turned two. Her mom never wanted children, and after 15 years of marriage, they finally had her. But her father died before she turned two. Her mom moved with Nona several states away to chase after a guy that was not a good choice uh, for her. Her mom had been raised in a violent and abusive family with 11 other siblings, so this was the awful life that she knew. Her mom also had mental illness skewing her judgment uh, in terms of partners. Her boyfriend molested young Nona from the age of five to 11. It was so bad for Nona that she tried at the age of nine and again at the age of 11 to take her life unsuccessfully. She had no reason to live. Because of all of her trauma, she acted out as a kid and was given many bad labels in school. She found Christ through a friend bringing her to church when she was in the sixth grade and for the first time in her life had experienced what faith, love, hope, and acceptance look like. Her first church message that hit home for her was that God is a father to the fatherless. Through the powerful message of God's love for her, she felt called to change her life. Her home life had not improved, and the label still existed at school. But she changed her perception of what she thought of herself, and then it followed for others. During that sixth grade year, she turned into an honor student, she changed her attitude, and she started the long road of recovery toward her mom and her boyfriend. Fast forward through her fascinating story. Nona was in a job she loved. She was over the chief wide network of alternative schools for kids who have faced trauma. This job enabled her to visit the White House many times and to be an advocate and provide input for kids with trauma. This job was a perfect fit for her skill set, and it used her past trauma constructively. In prayer one day, the Lord told her, this assignment is over. She wasn't sure if she had heard correctly, 
So she continued to pray about it, but she continued to hear the same message in the subsequent days of prayer. She heard from God to resign at the end of the fiscal year in June. Her boss, with whom she had great rapport, was utterly surprised when she gave her resignation, knowing how much she loved her job. She asked, where are you going next? Assuming something grand was lined up. She honestly said, I don't know, but I will keep you posted when I find out. She had this conversation with her boss at 1.40 p.m. She got into her car a few minutes later, and the phone rang at 2.05 p.m. She usually didn't answer calls from unknown numbers, but for some reason that day she did. The caller said it was Facebook. Well, I don't know about you, but if I got a call saying it was Facebook, like her, I would assume it was a prank call. Wouldn't you? The credible source said that Mark Zuckerberg had changed the mission statement of Facebook just the week before to focus on community building. They had done market research and found that the largest community is faith-based. Her name had somehow been submitted that she could help Facebook think more deeply about this and move in the right direction. She thought they probably wanted her on an advisory board, so she told the HR person on the phone, feel free to go ahead and send me information and I'll look it over. But she returned home and there was a full job description awaiting her. She also thought it was an easy answer that she could say no to the position because she and her husband were committed to pastoring a church in Florida. HR said, even though people usually need to be stationed right near Facebook, that we've made an exception only for this position because we believe so strongly that you're the right person for this job. She never applied to this job, even to this day, never sought it out, yet it literally fell in her lap 25 minutes after she had given her resignation from her previous job. That she loved because she was faithful to listening to the voice of God repeatedly to make sure she had heard God's voice correctly. She now supports more than 2,000 Christians that work at Facebook and regularly meets with them and with key leaders to offer faith perspective for the direction of the company. Nona's incredible calling story, just like the fishermen, reminds us that God is willing to move mountains for the perfect job to emerge for us. Sometimes we miss the signs, but God's pursuit of us is relentless. God's calling upon our lives is good and trustworthy. If you are still awaiting the signs and a clear message for a job or for a future pursuit, take heart. God is crafting it skillfully for you, and when the time is just right, it will be clear. Patiently await God's goodness. When God calls us to something new, the rewards are tremendous when we are attuned and listening. God's call for each of us for our unique purposes that you individually are the best person to fulfill. Someone else can fulfill it if you don't respond, However, you can be the best fit for what God is calling you to. Nona's role at Facebook didn't happen until she was willing to leave what mattered the most, even without knowing what lay ahead. Is that not an incredible leap of faith? I acknowledge that it is scary leaving the comfort of what is known, comfortable, and even well-loved to go into something unknown. 
For many years, I have loved the quote by John Burroughs that says, leap and the net will appear. It reminds me to take risks into uncharted territory even if I am afraid and have reservations. Isn't this exactly what the four fishermen did? Jesus called these four men to go be fishers of people. They did not know exactly what their job description was and what Jesus was asking of them. However, without hesitation, they immediately left their nets. Leaving their boats with all the unknowns was worth the risk involved. We never know what blessings await us if we don't take risks when God leads us into uncharted territories. The kingdom of heaven doesn't exist to serve the family. The family exists to serve the kingdom of heaven. The goal of the kingdom is not to serve us in being more effective and productive in our jobs. Our work is truly effective when it serves the will of God. The kingdom of heaven rearranges the work and the patterns of our lives to God's designs. This biblical story shows how Jesus disrupts patterns of our lives, of our working, and of our daily living. Jesus even disrupts family structures, not to destroy them, but rather to renew them. Peter and Andrew are still brothers in this story. Now, however, they're brothers living into the will of God placed on their lives. James and John are still sons, but now they're children of of Zebedee and more distinctly claimed as children of God. These four brothers and children of God have a past that's not been obliterated. Rather, it's been transformed by Jesus's call to follow. Not all stories of call are dramatic, direct, and obvious, like those of the fishermen and those in Nona's story. Sometimes we aren't clear of where and what Jesus is calling us to. It takes tremendous listening for that quiet voice of God for discernment to happen. For many, it means trying out different paths and lines of work until we find one that feels compatible and right. Even in these times of uncertainty and searching, the beauty is that God uses all of our previous life experiences for whatever lies ahead. With God, no experience goes to waste. We may also need a mentor and and trusted friends to verbalize our ideas and with whom to process. Find these people if you haven't already. Many people would be honored to fill this role for you, and it may allow them to use their spiritual gifts for you to process and to help you discern. We see in this passage a comprehensive view of Jesus' work, preaching, teaching, and healing. His ministry was of word and deed. This passage instructs us to respond, like the fishermen, to God's call upon our lives. We are to listen and respond, allowing the message to affect the totality of our lives. Jesus' ministry was dramatic and effective, and it spread like wildfire. He was healing the sick, those physically and mentally ill, In the present tense, Jesus is actively doing ministry well, and we are given a view of the future where Jesus' message spreads throughout the world. The disciples then, as we disciples now, are tasked with the hopeful task of bringing the gospel throughout the world. I believe when we are positioned exactly where we're supposed to be, aligned in a job that's the right fit for us, and where we feel like God is calling us, 
then we're better agents to share the good news of Christ because we're bringing our best selves, our whole selves, and our hearts and our minds are full and challenged positively. You may be past working days and into your retirement years. God can use you mightily in this stage of life as well. You have the opportunity to discern where your skills and gifts can be best used. This gospel story of calling is sandwiched in between a part at the front end and the, the front and the tail end of this passage that point to the kingdom of God. When we live into our deepest calling, just as the disciples did, then we are working toward the coming of the kingdom. Let us listen to the voice of God deeply, discerning where God is calling us. Amen. Let us pray. Awesome and mighty, moving God, you call us to unique places in our lives. Enable us to be still and know that you are God and know that your ways are mighty and mysterious and that you are working. Call us to use our gifts fully in the church, in the community, at our workplaces, and in our retirement places. You are good and faithful, and we give you our lives. Amen. <laughs>